Welcome to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. It's just me and Greg today with Joey running the show. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. It is incredibly weird and quiet in the CHGO studio. We're the only three people in the building today. All the lights are off. It's a little... Spooky. I, I get the feeling of like that we're doing one of those late night West Coast post game shows right now, but it's one thirty in the afternoon. It yeah, was, it was a, weirder before you guys got here. I, I bet, was sitting yeah. in the dark. I was like, they're gonna get here and think I'm a weirdo. I got to turn some lights. <laughs> we on. already knew that. Yeah, that's not that's why we okay. think you're a weirdo. That's why we like you. Uh, <laughs> we got actually got some stuff to get to. It's funny, Greg. Like the difference between day one of training camp and day two of training camp is wildly different. There's like ten people there as opposed to yesterday. We could barely move in the media room. Uh, there's just not a lot going on. It's drills. It's all those sort of things. So, um, but we do have a little bit of news. Uh, Jake McCabe updated his timeline. Um, Jujar Kara met the media and spoke today. Uh, so there's a bunch to get to. I think the important thing to start with is Jake McCabe. Before we do that, I want to remind everybody, if you're watching us on YouTube, please smash that like button. Make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube page. And if you're listening to the traditional audio-only podcast, wherever you're listening, hit that subscribe button, turn on those notifications. And if you're feeling really frisky as the season is upon us, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That would be super, super helpful. If you want to do us a solid, please do that. And, of course, become a member at allchgo.com for access to everything we write, access to our Discord, and, of course, you'll get a free shirt from the CHGO Locker when you sign up. So a bunch of stuff we're asking of you, but any of those things are appreciated. All of them, super grateful. All right, Jake McCabe has been on the ice the last two days. Uh, I tweeted a video this morning at my account, at Jay Zawoski, of him, I won't say fully participating, but participating in a drill in which there could have been some contact. And from what we understood, Greg, the timeline for McCabe, based on what we knew this morning, was 9 to 12 weeks from now. Right. Jake talked to the press after practice and shed a little bit of light on his actual timeline, uh, and it's a little bit sooner than we had expected. This is courtesy of Phil Thompson's Twitter account, he was in the scrum there as uh, Jake was was making rounds. Go ahead. Uh, like I said, I'm not really going to get ahead of, ahead of myself. It's, uh, you know, they said 10 to 12 weeks, so we'll stick to that. So what does that give me another four weeks from today? Um, yeah, so, I'm, I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, opening night, the uh, EDC would be great, but like I said, I still have to do a lot of contact before then, so I don't want to get ahead of myself. And that'll be the real test is banging bodies out there with an injury like this. Uh, so there you go, four weeks from today which makes a lot more sense when we see jake mccabe out there competing the way he is for sure i mean yesterday when we saw him i was like somebody wearing his jersey like <laughs> this shouldn't happen this guy yeah. just had spinal surgery uh, but apparently the surgery itself was about six weeks ago so six weeks minus the 12 but f even that you know four Weeks from now, but he obviously feels good. Yeah. He's out there. He's doing the skating. He's putting the work in. He's, he says he's two weeks away from contact. There's not a lot of contact going on right now, but obviously you can uh, accidentally, uh, you know, run into somebody and screw yourself up. So taking it easy, but he's not wearing one of the yellow no contact jerseys. Again, they're not really doing any contact drills, but he's feeling good. Uh, good for him. I've I've 
over the short period of time we've been around the team, I've got a lot of respect for Jake McCabe yeah. for all this. But now this, I mean, he's always been the few times we met with the media. It, it, it's pretty cool now because last year, after morning skate, after games, they brought the player to you and he sat at a table and everybody sat in a crammed little locker room and put their recorders up. Now they've opened up the locker rooms, which is just a hundred times better. Yeah. You, you can be a little more casual and, and, and talk. So, but last year when they would bring him out after tough games, you know, you could tell he wanted to punch a wall, but was very professional. And even today during, uh, towards the end of their session, I don't know if you saw it, a couple little, little, little kids behind the you know other side of the glass. He was trying to flip him a puck over. It kept getting caught in the net. Oh, <laughs> It took him like five times, and he finally got it over for the little guy and then gave him a, a fist bump through the glass. So just seeing stuff like that, this is a guy that obviously cares about yeah. this team and cares about playing, and he is a leader without a doubt. He is one of those guys in that locker room that Luke Richardson's going to rely on to kind of be the guy that helps rally the troops. And a guy like Jake McCabe tells you, you need to pick it up. Yeah. You better listen. Yeah. Look, if you if you were at practice and didn't know, let's say everybody was out there in blank jerseys, or you have no idea what happened in the offseason, nothing from watching McCabe on the ice looks like a guy who's hurt. Right. You know, and while it wasn't a contact drill, like you said, it's certainly a drill where you could take a hit. You could take a fall. Uh, who do we see fall down during the? Oh, uh, uh, it was Gavin Hayes. Gavin Hayes. <laughs> yeah, he fell and then like went into the boards back first. Now, if that happens to McCabe, now that was just a conditioning drill, which yeah. makes me worry about his skating a little yeah, bit. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he got the he got the uh, loud, enthusiastic, uh, sarcastic cheer from his teammates. He was, yeah. a little, he was a little red faced when he got up from that one. Yeah, it was pretty bad. But McCabe looks, I mean, as ready as you can go right now. He looks ready, and if opening day at the United Center is a realistic target for him. That's really impressive. Now that's probably pushing it, and he acknowledges much. But remember, the Hawks open the regular season October 12th in Denver. We'll be there. Um, they don't play at home until the 21st. Yeah. So there is some time. Um, but look, if you're even saying early November, that's a win. Yeah, we were thinking December at the earliest. So... That injury appears that that window is not as wide open as we thought. It's not as long, so you know that's again. That just makes the, the injury news we got yesterday for Ian Mitchell even more, you know, disheartening for him. Yeah, knowing that, you know, hey, we thought you had three months to earn a spot. Now you only got one, and yeah. you can't even put, be there for it. So. Yeah, it's, that's really a tough uh, a tough drop thing for him. We didn't get really get into this yesterday, but as we were hanging around practice yesterday, talking to some people around the team saying that they really maybe at this point don't even see Ian Mitchell as an NHL player um, based on his um, lack of speed, lack of really being great offensively. He's not good enough defensively um, to, you know, it, I guess the point would be if you're not going to come up and be a 50-point offensive defenseman, you can't be as bad defensively as, as Mitchell is. So we'll see. Maybe he didn't even really have the realistic chance we thought he did just based on a few conversations we had yesterday. But, look, if he did and he was looking to come out and make an impression, injuring a wrist and being out for six weeks, is it sucks. And it feels like – it felt like this camp might have been Ian Mitchell's last chance 
and now he doesn't have that. And I think it was you yesterday that said it's one thing for Luke Richardson to watch tape of you in Rockford. Right. It's a different thing for Luke Richardson to see you play in the preseason and at camp and in person. It's two totally different impressions. And for Mitchell to lose out on that opportunity, he could have come in here and blown their doors off and maybe taken a spot that he wasn't expected to take. But now without that opportunity, you got to worry about the, the headspace of a kid um, who's been fighting it. I mean, three years ago, we were talking about him as a future number two defenseman on this team. And now, I don't know. I don't know if he has a future with this team. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is the year for him to make that proclamation that he's an NHL defenseman. Not impossible for him to still do that. Sure. Um, you know, this is going to be a year where the roster is going to be in – the roster is going to be fluid from opening night to the last oh, yeah. game of the year. Yes. There will be plenty of opportunities for him to get that call up, especially after the trade deadline, you know. Um we have uh, uh, our guy, No Roids, Just Rage, asking, um, who do you think the Hawks will be keeping after this season? Could they possibly move Murphy or McCabe? Yeah, I think yeah. those guys are, are definite possible trade targets. Yes, they have term left on beyond this year, but very reasonable term. Yeah. A, a guy like Connor Murphy, what Stanley Cup contender wouldn't want a veteran guy like that on their team? Four years left at 4.4 for Connor Murphy. That's, that's a bargain. If you're a team, I mean, just look at the way the, this. it reminds me a lot of Johnny Oduya, yeah. right? It was just made all the sense in the world. Low cost, high performance, great middle pair guy. Connor Murphy really, like, at the trade deadline, there's going to be a lot of talk about Kane and Taves type of players. But sometimes it's those Connor Murphy, Johnny Oduya types that make all the difference. And you see a team like Toronto who has struggled defensively to bring in Connor Murphy to solidify their their top six, that's really solid. Yeah. And it's really cost-efficient. The Hawks could realistically maybe eat some of that money if they wanted to. They've got nothing but cap space. Yeah, it makes all the sense in the world. That, he's a guy that could be very attractive. And even McCabe has got, what, another two years after this at five-something? Yeah. Um, Where is he not in cap-friendly? He might be on – is he under the injured Let's see. part? But, uh, no, he's another uh, guy three that... Three years left at four. Yeah, so, again, those are $4 million for defensive veteran defensemen is a really good deal. Yeah. Uh, especially if you're trying to win a cup. If you're, you're a team, you know, like Toronto that still has visions of winning multiple cups. I mean, you got to get out of the first round first, but... That would help. Um, you know, if if... if they prove, uh, you know, Albert Einstein's theory. Of, you know, was it Albert Einstein had the definition of insanity? I don't know. No, the the uh, you know, what's the definition <laughs> yeah. of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Um, they're going to try and prove that theory wrong, but who wouldn't want a guy like that for a cu- for a couple years? A veteran guy on an up and coming team. Problem with both of those guys is they've had their issues staying on the ice. And that's a product of the way they play the game. Right. I mean, Connor Murphy is not afraid to mix it up. He's not afraid to use finish his checks, and it takes his toll on him. So, uh, but those are definitely two guys that we could keep our eye on. Um, I'm kind of surprised maybe one of them didn't get moved in the uh, the off season. But again, both of those guys, especially Murphy, 
has not proven uh, he's he's recovered from that injury last year. We didn't get to see him, but he was at practice today. Yes, he did practice uh, he today. He just missed yesterday, non-injury. Uh, one of his uh, billet parents from when he was in juniors passed away, so he took a personal time to attend to those matters, which is, uh, you know, hard to be upset about that. Yeah, of course. Uh, but he was back today and practicing. We only got to see the first session and, and go in the locker room and um, come back here to talk to all you fine folks from uh, in the chat, including uh, we see Christy watching from Boston. Uh, wit and astute commentary. You obviously are a first-time watcher. We don't have a <laughs> ton of that, but you picked the right day, apparently. But welcome. Thanks for checking in amongst the land of Bruins fans. Yep. And then Noah Royce just rage again says, on Thursday, did Kyle Davidson hint that the Hawks are open for trading and taking on bad contracts for picks and prospects? He did. I do think that's a possibility. Um, I don't know if he's really looking to bring in any more roster players, um, but maybe Brent Seabrook could find his way back to Chicago. Hey, it's a tradition like no yeah. other with the Blackhawks. Bring back guys from the Cup era. Um, but Brent Seabrook is now the size of me and Greg, uh, so I don't think he'll be playing. Combined. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the, filed under least surprising things ever. <laughs> Brent Seabrook chunked up uh, after retirement. Good for him, man. He earned it. Yeah, earned yeah. Every single one of those plates of potato skins he's chucking down today. Uh, Davidson was asked that very specific question yep. and, and said there's nothing – on the table, but he is definitely open to anything. And listen, he's in the position where he should be open and answer that phone every time it rings. Absolutely. So yeah, I could see them. I could see them doing that again uh, in the future. And the other thing too about moving Murphy or McCabe, I think that's all really going to depend on what the young guys show, right? Like if if suddenly Phillips and Mitchell and all these young defensemen you have in Rockford are suddenly ready for the NHL. That's going to accelerate that thing. And if they're not, there's really no harm in hanging on to McCabe or Murphy for another offseason. Uh, or even, you know, they become draft trade chips where trade chips seem to get more value right. at the draft than they do uh, at the trade deadline. So the, the nice thing about being in a rebuild is there's no rush for Davidson to really do anything aside from those guys with expiring contracts, Taves and Kane. Um, and again, he's at their mercy. I know Mario's got a piece coming out on that uh, soon. Um, you know, so aside from those two, there's really not really any urgency. If someone if someone wants to call him and say, hey, we're going to give you a first-round pick plus for Connor Murphy, great. Right. Let's do it. You know what I mean? And and, and find your find yourself a veteran defenseman uh, in free agency or, or elsewhere or make it part of the trade back just to have a roster spot if you don't feel the kids are ready. But he can take his time with this thing. It's a really nice place for Davidson to be in. For sure. And and we're talking about the taking out of bad contracts. Uh, Blackhawks could be that third team. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would see that being a, a more of a possibility at this deadline where they're not necessarily taking on a bad contract, but they're the team that takes on half of a salary cap retention for a prospect or a pick. Uh, I could see them being, you know, uh, the old the old third man in as uh, used to be used to be a penalty for that. Uh, <laughs> wasn't that a wasn't that a hockey site third man in third man in? I think so. Yeah. That sounds right. But uh, yeah, they could be that. They could definitely be that. They, the options are literally limitless. Yeah. For Kyle Davidson going forward, which is kind of exciting. Um, you know, if if certain other people had the 
limited list options, I'd be worried. Uh, I'm not necessarily <laughs> right. I'm not worried with Kyle Davidson at this point. I haven't he hasn't done anything for me to start shouting at clouds yet. So uh, yet he still could, but sure. so far so good. Yeah, I mean the first uh, first hour of draft night, we had some uh, some cloud shouting happening. Well, you guys did. We did, yes. I was the rational one. And As when, always. And when I'm the rational one, <laughs> things are weird. <laughs> Speaking of uh, going outside and shouting at clouds, for those that missed it, yes, um, shirtless buddy. dart guy has become aware of CHGO. Yes. Uh, our very own Sean Anderson was out on the deck yesterday, and shirtless dart guy was shouting to Sean, are you guys doing podcasts over there? And I think Sean must have gotten starstruck and kind of said, yep, and then ran off. Should have brought him in for a feature or something. Well, he's now he's aware of not only that we do podcasts here, but he's aware it's uh, of, of CHGO. So if you're watching shirtless dark dart guy uh, who's wearing a zip up today, it's a yeah, little chilly. Yeah, he's got a shirt on. Uh, feel free to hop across the alley, and, and we got plenty of chairs. I want to I want to interview him. And let's talk about his parking spot. Perhaps he has one that we can negotiate from him. I always thought he was, you know, going to be. Happened to be listening to CHO because he was a fan, and then he's like, "Ah, oh, who's this idiot that's smoking darts all the time?" And then he's like, "Wait a minute, like that's me." West <laughs> sounds Loop, a lot like me. West Loop Studios, like, like, oh my god, that's me, right? Like, and then that's finally somebody clued him off on it last night. Like, by the way, the guy they're talking about is you, and he's like, "What?" He's like, goes he, out on his balcony, waits for somebody to come out, and he's like, "I can't believe it." Yeah, he's got. Well, he's that, a star. He's got that Charlie, like that Charlie Day meme with all the strings. And yes, he's like, yes. Who's, oh, I can't believe, it. like, yeah. If you ever, right, right, it's me. No Is spoiler it? alert, but if you've ever seen the movie Black Phone, uh, with Ethan Hawke, there's a scene where a character like realizes, "Holy crap, it's the guy living in my basement." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, we well, do have a super chat here, also from Brandon. Yes, he says, "Sorry, I'm gonna make the big day of a uh, super chat." Sound effect. Uh, what Thank did y'all think about Gutman prospect? Uh, like him. He's he has been effective. Uh, when I I Andre Sorensen, I almost said Arvid Soderbloom. I'm gonna mix those two up all year. Andre Sorensen was asked about him after uh, the development Tom Curver's games because um, he scored in both games, and he is an older prospect. He's got uh, championship experience at Denver. He's a guy who, if you're looking for a prospect to come in right away and maybe win a job, it could be him. I don't know how high his ceiling is, but when you talk about, I said this the other day, like your Ben Smith, Tanner Caro, uh, those type of guys with the college experience, John Hayden is another one like that, to come in and fill out your bottom six uh, without – huge expectations upward he's a guy that can do it he was a draft pick of the lightning uh he never made it to the team i don't don't think ever signed a contract there and then became a free agent last year so the hawks uh, scooped him up and i talked to him the other day and he mentioned how he really jumped at the chance to come to chicago because of their reputation for developing and i know there's probably a lot of hawks fans that are kind of like chuckling at that because it feels like they don't develop very well um, but in terms of resources for a prospect, um, number of trainers, number of coaches, facilities, all those sort of things are very appealing to prospects who have say on where they go, and that's why uh, Cole Gutman is here. And I do think if we're sort of handicapping a veteran forward to make the, you know a veteran prospect, I guess you'd call him 
to make the team out of camp, he might be one of the favorites. Yeah, you, we had talked the other day. Someone asked us in the chat who from the prospect uh, showcase or, or prospect pool would we could be a surprise addition to the opening night roster. And you you picked uh, Cole Gutman. And and listen, I think he he could have signed anywhere he wanted to, and he came here because he probably saw thought that this would be his best opportunity to make an NHL roster. Um, so, you know, and the coaching, he, he turned heads at the, at the, at the Curvers, uh, yeah. slash Culver's, uh, prospect <laughs> showcase. Mm. Um, you know, he was, he was a guy that goes right to the net, plays in between the dots and that's what you want. Um, and, and he's got an opportunity to make this team. There's no doubt the, the, you look at the bottom six of this roster, arguably bottom nine of this roster, yeah. it's wide open. So if you play hard in front of Luke Richardson and you do the little things, the not non-glamorous parts of the game, you're willing to do that with a smile on your face, Luke Richardson's going to play you. Speaking of him, um, Tracy Myers wrote a really nice piece on him today. Got a lot of uh, good comments from former coaches and or people he coached with and coached um, you know, for – before he came to Chicago. Make sure you check that out. Lots of good info uh, from that. He was, again, skating in the conditioning drills with the team today. Um, he's he's right there. And you talk about Gutman and a lot of these prospects. It's a clean slate. And it goes both ways. Like there's, I think there's a lot of guys who maybe were penciling in for roster spots. And one guy I want to talk to you about, Greg, that we talked about during camp today was Mackenzie Entwistle. It's a guy I just don't have a feel for. I don't know if he's ever going to get better than he is now. I don't know if the organization really likes him or if he's just a guy. It's really hard to get a read on Mackenzie Entwistle and a couple others. Like Mark, Mike Hardman's the same way. Like two years ago, he thought, hey, this guy, he's going to be around a lot. Then he's just not. All these guys have to set a first impression with Luke Richardson. So it's going to be really interesting to see how these preseason games play out. But um, it's hard to project two days in the camp and just having, you know, prospects showcase. But, you know, uh, Sorensen really likes Gutman, pointed out specifically his ability to find the right places on the ice, to be dependable, to know where to be, um, and, and just having a knack for, you know, good hockey sense. I think he's got a, a solid shot because I don't think they're married to any of these bottom nine guys. No, I don't think so. Um, to be honest with you, I challenge any and all Blackhawk fans if Mike Hardman and, and Mackenzie Entwistle swapped jerseys for a game, would you notice? <laughs> would you know the difference? Would you Would you be like, oh, why are these two guys wearing each other's jersey? Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of repetitiveness on that bottom six right now. Yeah, it's a lot of the same thing. Like the the only guy I would really think like the guys that I would say, yeah, they'll be on the opening night roster are the guys that. Uh, Davidson gave new contracts to right Sam Lafferty. Yep, uh, future captain Reese Johnson. <laughs> um, so uh, I actually had our guy uh, Charlie the Bacon guy ask me yesterday on Twitter saying, um, uh, sh- "Shout out to Charlie! I need to talk to you for some bacon." Um, asked me, you know, I know it's not Mailbag Monday, but you know, who do you think? Is, or he said, "Is the is the next captain of this organization already on the team?" If so, who it who is it? And I, my answer was, well, it's either Seth Jones or he's not here yet. 
I'm really interested to see the Jones situation this year. I feel like he, for a guy as high profile as he was, or as he is, as highly paid as he is, he was really like a periphery part of the team last year. And it's hard to judge because it was a COVID year and the organization would just bring players out they felt like bringing. So it wasn't the open locker room situation where you could just talk to whoever. I'd like to hear from him. I think when camp opens, Seth Jones would be one of the people we're talking to. Yeah. Right? And he just has not been available. I don't think aside from on the ice, I've seen him in a locker room at all. Um, not that he's – I'm not being critical. He's not hiding or anything. He was with Group A today, so he wasn't ready to practice yet. But I'm hoping this year Seth Jones becomes more of a, a visible leader, and part of it might be last year he's a new guy. There's already established leadership here. But now second year of a huge contract, the big money is kicked in. I really want to see Seth Jones jump into a leadership role, and it doesn't mean he's got to be – the new Brent Seabrook, the rah-rah guy, slapping butts and giving high fives as the team heads the locker room. But I want to hear from him after games. I want to see him at the podium. I want Seth Jones to be a face of this organization. He was out a couple of times last year. Granted, we we jumped on the beat way late in the season. Yeah. But he, we talked to him at least once or twice after a game and after a morning skate. So he they made him available from time to time. But again, last year was so weird because you literally talked to two guys and mm-hmm. it was whoever the Hawks chose. So, you know, it was it was tough. So hopefully this year with the access, I'd love to have, uh, I mean, I'd love to have anybody on the team sit here with yeah. us, but Seth Jones is on the top of my list. I want to, to be able to have him here for an entire show in studio. I think he's that type of guy that, you know, I love that we were able to have Kobe Cohen in here and Chris Vosters in here because those are guys who are in tough situations with the fans. Yeah. And to get them in here and to just have them hang out and be dudes and, and just talk to us and, and get to know them as a person, not just the man behind the microphone or the man in front of the camera. Realize that, like, hey, they've been busting their ass to get here just like everybody else. I think Seth Jones could could use that too. He's been put in a tough situation because of, you know, people don't like the contract people don't like what we traded to get him all of that stuff is out of his control and i think getting him in here for a half hour or a full hour just hanging out and and chatting i I think he could win some people over that are just want to bitch and moan about his contract one thing i've always believed and uh this is something i used to argue with the pr staffs of teams when i was working at the score is it's never a bad idea to make your players available because it's goodwill. When fans hear from people and realize they're human beings with thoughts and feelings and emotions and all those things, it buys those people, I don't maybe credibility is the wrong word, but it buys them a little bit of sympathy from the fan base. And when the fans feel like they know somebody, they're more likely to forgive them. I think when you look at Let's think about like the Bears, right? Like, what kind of personality did Jay Cutler put forth towards the fans? Right? Uh, didn't care, didn't want to be there, no interest. Rumor uh, confirmed Pudwack. Yeah, right. And, and like classify him as so. Any time he would make a mistake, people were all over him. But Mitch Trubisky was a little more friendly, so he got a little more slack. And you think about like Charles Tillman was always vocal, always out there, always able to be seen and heard. So. That stuff, like, it goes a really long way. And I know the players don't like doing it. I get that. I know they don't want to be interviewed. They don't want to be put 
in bad situations. And look, honest to God, like for a player to walk in here would probably be a little intimidating seeing the whole set. They don't really know us, you know, and, and you feel like you're kind of in like a hostage situation because you don't know what question's coming next. But we're not here to screw anybody. We're not here to trick anybody into saying anything right. stupid. We just want to get to know these guys a little bit, learn what makes them tick. And, and I think that there's a lot of value in that. And, and I think the Hawks get that more than anybody. At the same time, the Hawks probably need it more than the other teams in town. Um, so they're a little more, you know, helpful in that, in that way. Yeah, I think it would be really cool to build that relationship with them as this rebuild goes up. They need an outlet for fans to get to know these guys yeah. as they come in, especially these younger players, these role guys, the, the guys that aren't superstars. You know, the, the teams are much more easy to cheer for and interesting when you get to know them on a personal level. So we're here for it. Let's, let's. You know who I would love to have in here? Seth Jones, of course, one of them, Max Domi. I would love to talk to him about his journey through hockey, being the son of a, well, not a great hockey player, but a very famous hockey player. Infamous. Infamous. That's more than famous. Yes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Infamous hockey player and Ty Domi. Uh, his decision to come here simply because Luke Richardson was the coach. There is so much I would love to ask Max Domi. And he's got the personality, too. Yeah. He's, a great, he's a great quote, great interview. I think he'd do it. By the way, speaking of that, Narfin earlier in the chat asked me if we got any info on Peter Mrazek's helmet yet. No, but look on our social medias coming up. We're going to do a feature where we uh, highlight all the goalies' helmets on the Blackhawks. I was able to talk to Alex Stalock today, and he told us about his new mask design. Uh, seems like a great dude, by the way. Yeah, very, so very cool. We be, look forward to talking to him a lot this year. Yeah, be looking for that video on our social media um, coming up. Make sure you're following us on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, uh, at uh, CHGO Sports. Uh, look for those YouTube shorts. Those are kind of the new thing, too. Uh, so it'll be there. Good stuff, and Alex Stalock's... Uh, Helmet is pretty sweet. Can you salute your YouTube shorts? I think you can. Fly them up the flagpole. Donkey lips. Yeah, they will do it. Uh, that show. I knew you'd get that reference. Yeah, of course. I'm a, I'm a our, old our, guy. Thir- our third partner would have no <laughs> idea what we were talking about. Yeah. Joey. It's old man no hour. That's why we sent Mario about. home. Joey's shaking his head like, whatever, whatever, Grandpa. Just get on with it. Yeah, but in, in terms of Jones being the next captain, um, I just, you're right. I don't know who else it would be. Right. That's why it's either him or somebody that's not here unless, you know, at the end of this season, Taves moves on or retires and Kane resigns. Well, then maybe you put the C on Patrick Kane. That's a no-brainer. Yeah. Yeah. So, other than that, you know, uh, didn't the Red Wings for a while do the thing like when Iserman retired? Oh, no, Lidstrom took over right away, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, some team did that where they were captainless for, it was the Hawks. The Hawks, yeah. After Chelios retired. Yeah. There was no captain the, for a while. And then a couple teams have done that. The Maple Leafs did, did that for at least one season. After Sundin? Uh, it was more recent or, than that because okay. they didn't have a captain until Tavares signed, I think. So oh, wow. they may have gone one or two seasons without a captain. It, it happens. Um, you know, the Sharks did it a couple years ago when they took it away from Joe Thornton and didn't give it to anybody. Yeah, it was weird. That was very weird. Um, <laughs> but the Sharks are very weird. They're, they're, yes. they're a strange school of fish out there. They're not fish, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah, it's happened, but, you know, I think if Taves is gone next year, but Kane is here, then that's the easy call right there with the C on Patrick Kane's uh, 
jersey, which is something 10 years ago you would have been like, that would never yeah. happen. But he's certainly embraced being a veteran and, and being the mentor kind of guy. And I've said it before, basically through all that stuff last year and probably all the trade stuff this year, if you would have told me 10 years ago that, you know, Patrick Kane has been uh, handling that sort of thing in the media better than Jonathan Taves, I'd have been like, you're crazy, but he's kind of got the better I, thumb on the pulse of saying the right thing at the right time. Well, the cynic, which I am not, but uh, he's got more practice. Well, he's got is, more crisis training. This is true, too. Than Unfor- Jonathan Taves unfortunately, has. yes, he does have more experience in having the spin situations. So, yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah. Um, but look, all we can go by is what's happened recently, and he has done, at least on the ice, um, you know, he has, he has grown as a leader, and hopefully as a person off. I, I We don't know. You know, we don't know Patrick Kane, but no. he has stayed out of trouble. Yeah. Great. That's all you Congratulations. You yeah. For stop your ceasing pudwactum. Got another super chat from Brandon. Thank you. He says, I'd love to see Seth and Caleb Jones both come on the show. Sure. Yeah. Bring all the Joneses in. Listen, if you are a Blackhawks player, coach, broadcaster, beer vendor, <laughs> we'll take you. Come yeah. on down. We're I'll right down you. the street. We got plenty of space for you. We'd love to have as many players as possible. We're working on it. We just do it like a line at a time. Yeah, get the whole line yeah, in Yeah, get here. the whole line in here. And equipment and everything. Just get this place smelling really good. <laughs> that would be great. The, the, the locker room was smelling much better today than it, it did was. at Prospect See? Camp. Well, you got the pros that can afford new gear every year. And the ones that, yeah. The, yeah, the, 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 the 18-year-olds that think it's cool <laughs> to smell like a pile of dog crap were gone. It was re- replaced by adults. Adult which, crap. Who, who know how to properly <laughs> Febreze the inside of their equipment. Yes. Uh, it was much more pleasant in there today. Um, all right, we heard from Jujar Kara as well. Want to play that audio, but first, we are a little bit behind on our live reads. Sorry, Jake, quit yelling at us. Uh, it's football season, if you have not noticed that. Uh, PointsBet is bringing you a better way to bet live on games, which means before this ad is over, you can place a live same-game parlay, bet on the next drive to be a touchdown, and cash out your live second-half over bet. With PointsBet, you have access to more live football markets than ever before, build the perfect live same-game parlay. Combine your favorite bets any time during the game, including spreads, totals, player props, and more. Choose the outcome of the next drive and next points with points bet lightning bets. So whether you're on the move or on the couch, do it live on points bet. Download the points bet app today. When you do, sign up with code CHGO to get your first two bets risk-free up to $2,000. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. And what's more fun than betting on your favorite sporting event? It's attending your favorite sporting event. What's even better than that is sitting in the best seats possible while saving a butt ton of money. That's not actually on the read, but I, that's my own word. <laughs> it's there. a lot. That's a lot of money. But if you want to save tickets on all the best seats for your favorite sporting events, concerts, and shows, you need to check out our friends over at Game Time Tickets. They are the hottest new ticketing site, and they make it easier than ever to score the best deal on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Have you ever dreamed of sitting right at center ice, just off the glass at the United Center? Well, Game Time can make it happen, and for a lot less than you think. They've got some great deals. We were scrolling through their site the other day, 
Everything <laughs> is just rock bottom prices, except for a couple of the games. Want to go to a Sox game for a dollar? I think at this point they will pay you to go to the Sox game, which is a great deal. Uh, you can see uh, what heavy metal singer throws out the first pitch uh, tomorrow. Um, but if you love CHGO, and you should be because you're here watching us, yeah. and we appreciate it, and we love you, right? Uh, then you'll love game time. And the best way to support us is buying the tickets through your events by clicking on the link in the descriptions. For those of you uh, enjoying the YouTube broadcast, scroll down, and on your way to scrolling down, smash that like button. Then you will find the link right there to buy your yep. Blackhawk tickets. Click on that link, buy your tickets, help us out. Uh, you can also see that link if you're listening to the audio-only versions. You'll see it in the podcast descriptions as well. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and scored the best seats for all your favorite events. And heck, buy yourself some tickets to that Chicago-Houston professional football contest that's yeah. happening this Sunday. Because uh, then you can go to the game after you hang out with all of us at CHGO Sports at the official CHGO tailgate from 8 a.m. all the way to kickoff in the parking lot right at Roosevelt and Michigan. Uh, head on over to allchgo.com and click on the banner there. You could also find the link in the podcast descriptions as well. $34 gets you a ticket into the tailgate party. It doesn't give you a parking spot. You can purchase a parking spot as well for a little more money, but $34 Get you four hours of all you can eat, all you can drink. We're going to have a DJ game. It's going to be a ton wait. of fun. I think we're both going to be there. I yep. believe Mario is going to be there. I, 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 I think nearly all the CHGO staff is going to be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. So Shirtless dark guy is going to come. Yes, he is. He, yep. just, he gave me his uh, $34 <laughs> earlier. Got him a pack of Marlboro Reds got, to come I, on out. I got him a ticket. <laughs> and a CHGO shirt because it's going to be a little chilly at 8 a.m. Um, <laughs> But it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be our first one. We're going to have many more throughout the season. But come on out, say hello, hang out with us. We're looking forward to chatting with all of our Bears fans that come on out. Yeah. Cannot wait. That's going to be a lot of fun. It is. Especially if the weather is like today. Today is perfect. Yeah. Who As I was walking down Monroe from the doggy park to CHGO, I was like, this, bottle this up. Yeah. I'll take it. Beautiful. Absolutely perfect day today. All right. Uh, you may remember last year, Jujar Kara uh, got a huge hit at the hands of Jacob Truba of the New York Rangers and was stretchered off the ice. Confirmed Pudwack. Uh, confirmed Pudwack, yes. And um, he spoke today. He practiced in full, uh, but updated the media on uh, his status. So, uh, Joey, let's fire that up. And here with I don't know if we got to talk to you after the hit, before the, the back surgery, but just, I guess, what do you remember from that moment and how scary was that for you? Um, I remember it all. Um, obviously, I've seen, seen the clip now, and I'm going to paint the picture. And yeah, it sucks. It's, it's never it's where you want to be, and that you never want to be in that situation. But again, it's happened, and uh, you know that's in the past now. And I'm just looking forward to the future here. Did you talk to Truba after the fact, or um, yeah, he reached out and uh, sent me a message, um, and then yeah, I responded, and yeah, that was it. Did you chalk it up to like that's just hockey, or did, did was it any kind of like a scary moment for you? Well, I mean, it, it is hockey. I mean, it's happened before. Uh, you've seen other guys go through it. It's, it's the ugly part of hockey, but it's all, there's always the potential for that to happen. And, um, you know, that was the case for me. So it's, it's the game we all signed up for, and, um, you know, it's a game I still want to play. So. 
Did, did you have a problem with the hit itself? Did you feel like it was dirty? Or? Um, I mean, we all have our opinions. Um, yeah, that's all. That's all. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say. I mean, we all have our opinions uh, on the hit. And, uh, yeah, that's it. The back injury was that something you dealt with for a while, or did it just kind of come off in, in January or February or whenever that was? Um, I think I played through it for a little bit. It's one of those things where I think it, it happens over time. It's not. It doesn't just happen. So uh, I got to a point where I thought it was smarter to do that and. Uh, then continue to play on it. So um, now looking back and where I'm at now, I'm, I'm glad I, I did it when I did it, and, and I'm healthy for this season. And that's, that's all I can ask for right now. Was, was it a tough road getting healthy again, or did you feel right? Um, no, it was. It was a tough road. I mean, I think like anything, we're so used to being, uh, you know, in shape and just well conditioned and all that, and you, know, you have to take a month off or or whatever to let it heal up before you can start slowly getting into exercises where mentally you think you, sh you should be able to do so um yeah it was it was hard but it was it was something that i knew going into it that's what i had to do so um i was ready for it did you have a full off season or were you pretty much recovered by by june or, or may or yeah cut into it yeah i had a full off season um it was just kind of like roadblocks i would get to a certain point and then i'd have to uh, you know, battle through it for a week, and then I'd take another step forward, and then get to that, and then another step forward. So it was just, it was never anything where I took a couple steps back or anything. It was always steps forward, and may, some maybe took a little bit longer than others, but, um, you know, it's, like I said, it was what I expected and what I what I knew I had to go through. What kind of a relief is it that this year is kind of an opportunity just for a clean slate? Uh, there's, there's nothing better, I think. Um, you know, last year was an injury riddled year for me and coming here being healthy and being able to compete with, you know, my teammates and, uh, you know, against the best players in the world, I think. It's something I've always wanted to do and you never want to sit on the sidelines. So when you get a chance to get back at it, it really shows you how much it's worth it. It seems like there'll probably be a healthy on the ice. I gotta say, without the beard, he looks 25 years younger. Yeah, I didn't even realize it was him. <laughs> it's crazy. I, until I looked up at the nameplate. Yeah, um, somebody had, after the scrum, somebody had uh, uh, chirped in, like, when did you shave the beard? And he's like, oh, it's for picture day. And I think <coughs> uh, John Steinmiller that had a PR for the Hawks was like, and when are you gonna shave again? He was like, not till after the season. <laughs> so the beard will be back, I'm sure. Uh, when you can grow a thick, manly beard like him, why wouldn't you? Well, you could see it was almost like back during the interview. Oh, yeah. I mean, he shaved, like, he shaved 13 <laughs> hours ago, and he already had a thicker beard than I have, and I ha I, I've had this thing for months. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, good to see him. I, I kind of yeah. got a kick out of, hey, can you say something bad about Jake Atruba? Because <laughs> you, you, you want to. <laughs> I know you want to. Go ahead. We won't tell him, but uh, he he kept it uh, professional. Um, you know, Jacob Truba is a guy that walks that line, and one day karma is going to take a crap on oh, his yeah. head, and I will be yep. there to cheer it on. Um, and now, I'm not a fan of Jacob Truba. I think he's the hit on on Jujarkera was uh, pointless. It didn't need to be made, and the, his very next game, he did it. To somebody, well, I think it was was on the Avalanche. Was it McKinnon he hit? Um, there are a couple times in the playoffs 
where he was lining up. Like, he looks for guys. Now, yes, yes you should not be skating with your head down. Right. But you'd also not be targeting guys with their head down. Right. And he's got that kind of – and you know what? He's never going to learn because he's never got fined or suspended for any of these plays, never got even penalties, and then the New York Rangers make him captain. So he's being rewarded for his shitheadedness yeah, I mean, on the ice. Look, and, I, I, and that's another reason I will not root for the Rangers. Guys that play physical, those – a hit or two – during the course of your career will happen that way just because it's the nature of the game. As Kara was trying to say and maybe trying to give Trouba the benefit of the doubt, even though when he basically said, we all have our opinions, we know what he thought. Truly, yeah. right? Um, those things are going to happen when you play physical. But when it becomes a pattern with a guy, that's different. The very next game. Yes. Like you look at him and you look at Tom Wilson and you look at guys like that who just have a history of these bad hits – that's not by accident. Jacob Truba is an, a, a really, really good hockey player. Yes. So is Tom Wilson. They can control their bodies. They can control their skates. They know how and when they're going to hit somebody. And if you can deliver a hit that devastating, you can certainly pull back on it a little bit too. Right? Yeah. And it becomes a, fa- a point of like you're risking someone's not only career, but let's be honest, life. Yeah. And well-being, right? Like now what we know, what we know about concussions – Jujar Karam, the last third of his life might be miserable for him. We talk about Jonathan Taves all the time, how many concussions he's gone through. What is that going to do for his quality of life, right? And players know this now. And, yeah, you're competing. And, yeah, you want to win the game. And, yeah, you want to win a Stanley Cup. But, you know, knocking a guy down and injuring someone, you can control that. You can control it. Yeah, sometimes there are accidental collisions. What Truba did to Kara was not accidental. No. It was a violent hit on purpose. And look, no better example of a guy that played that way in Chicago than Chris Chelios. And would Chris Chelios cross the line sometimes after plays, throw a punch, cheap shot, little slash here and there? Absolutely. But you never saw Chris Chelios try to kill anybody on the ice, right? And, and that just shows you when you're that high of a caliber of a player, you have control over those things. And I, I do think Truba could certainly – um, more often than not, probably control the outcome of those hits a little bit. Yeah, just because you can take advantage of somebody in a vulnerable, vulnerable position doesn't mean you should. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm kind of looking forward to the first time the Hawks play the Rangers. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, is on the ice, and maybe he cashes. I'm mean, sure he still has the receipt from that hit. Yep. So hopefully he cashes it in, and hopefully Truba doesn't turtle or, or, you know, run from it. And just, you know, take your lumps and move on. Yeah, it's, it's uh, one thing I do know about this Hawks team from what we've seen in training camp and what we've seen in development camp. They're not going to be pushovers this year. They're going to stand up for each other. I, I do think often that your team resembles your coach, right? You look at Joel Quenville, the way he was as a player, not as accomplished as Luke Richardson, but a good hard-nosed defenseman. Luke Richardson, tough Tough as nails, that dude. Played hard, played tons of games, played in big playoffs. Like, Luke Richardson has seen it all and was always known as a tough guy. And I think that this team is going to take on that identity a little bit of his team, and you are not going to see uh, – look, it's going to happen here and there, but I don't think you're going to see teams take a lot of liberties with the Blackhawks this year. No. Uh, Richardson was not a dirty player, but he was a guy that, when need be, would get in the muck yep. and he, you know, you, 
he's got scars on his face and, and, and a cauliflower ear for a reason. Uh, he didn't get that for, from taking shots from above the dots. You know, he, so yeah, you're right. The Hawks won't be, you know, you could, you could argue that, yeah, you saw that with Colleton. Colleton, nobody was going to jump on a live hand grenade for him. And to a degree, Derek King, Derek King, long NHL career, very productive NHL career, but you know, he'd rather tell you a joke than yell at you. Right. So now you got Luke Richardson who has got that presence when he walks into a room. Yep. Something that Derek King, when he was with us last year, admitted, I don't have that. I need to get that. Luke Richardson walks into a room yeah. and you're, you're captivated. You're like, you know, this guy's in charge. Yep. And just watching him on the ice. There is a presence about him. Yeah. And again, I, I, I recommend reading Tracy Myers piece today for NHL.com where um, people talk about that presence. And what they talk about too is how fair he is as a coach. You do what you're, you do what you're expected to do. You play hard. You're going to play. Um, and, and, and I, and Richardson in a piece himself says, um, you know, I, I'm going to come in every day like hitting a reset button. I'm not going to hold a grudge. I'm not going to be pissy and moany and all those sort of things. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how this team uh, responds to Luke Richardson this year. And what we've seen so far, two days of camp, prospects camp, it's been really, really good. By the way, we're talking about Seth Jones. He's talking right now oh, um, or talked a few minutes ago. Uh, ben Pope has this quote. Uh, from Seth Jones, it was a little fr- uh, on the Blackhawks rebuild. "Quote: It was a little frustrating to see at first. It's not really what I or anybody had in mind. Looking back a couple of years, but I don't have any regrets for my decision. I look at it as an opportunity to become a better player." Uh, then he talked about Luke Richardson's conditioning. He's up on the bike at like six thirty a.m., seven a.m. every day, just sweating. When you're coming in and warming up, he's definitely going to lead by example. So there you go. There's your veteran leadership. Uh, commenting on Luke Richardson's commitment to his own conditioning and setting an example for the team. But interesting. To, see, I think Jones acknowledging that the rebuild was tough to see. I know it's not a positive thing to say, but he's being real and he's being out, out front. And that's I want to see more of that from him this year. Yeah, I want to I want to hear from Seth Jones more often. Yeah, and I mean, it's a good start. This is a guy that got acquired and then, you know, Signed the big contract here when he he should not be named was trying to make one last push at a playoff team. You know, it was Seth Jones. And then a few days later, Marc-Andre Fleury's here and Jake McCabe was signed. And it was like, okay, like I'm coming to a team that's trying to compete. Yep. That's what I want. And then, then the season starts. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then, then the wheels fell off, and then those wheels were lit on fire and <laughs> fell yeah. off again. And just, yeah, it was, I imagine a guy like that is just so happy that it's a new season, it's a new coach, it's a new everything. And, he, you know, he's got the right attitude so far by that quote. And I'm expecting a big year from him. And not that he had a bad year last year. He had a career year in assists and... Did everything you wanted him to do, played all the tough minutes, played against the top lines of the other teams, just didn't have those goals that you were hoping for. I'm thinking there would be a bounce back this year. I'm looking. Yeah. A power play goal or two? That'd be nice. We should do it. Start at one. Let's not greedy. One is more than zero. I think before the season starts, we should set some some overs and unders 
uh, for goals and assists for different guys. And yeah, we can have a fun. That, we so. can have a fun show like that that we can keep on file and then watch. You know, revisit at the end of the year and see how terribly wrong we all were. <laughs> I'm awful at those things. I did that last year before last season, and I I admit it. I, I take I, when I'm wrong, I'll own it. I I picked Dominic Kubalik to lead the Blackhawks in goals last year. That um, didn't work out. No, and, and certain people remind me of that fact all the time on Twitter. Uh, not a, not my greatest pick, but everybody was to bring kick cane. I'm going to be the different guy. Yeah, if you're right, you look really smart. Right. And if you're wrong, you just go, eh, eh. I took a shot. That's what you get for listening to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Tom says you guys should get Tracy Myers on the show. She's really good. Uh, we will try to do that. Training camp will be tough because... We have to come back midway through, right? And the people on the beat have to stay, obviously, for the second half. So uh, during the year, we'd love to get Tracy on. Yeah, big. F- I've always been a big fan of hers. Yep. Uh, now I, I'm. She's one of the people I was super looking forward to being able to be on the beat with. She's a pro, great at her job. We'd love to have her on. We'll mention it to her. Uh, yeah. Next tomorrow or, or Monday to to maybe maybe one of those days that you know there's a morning practice but no game. She can follow us over here, and we'll, we'll talk hockey with her. That'd be great. All right, before we wrap up, Greg's going to tell you about pins and aces, but this is a good reminder. Uh, make sure you join us at our CHGO Bears tailgate on Sunday. Go to allchgo.com to get your tickets. Well, I know we got a hockey crowd here, and hockey yeah. players and hockey fans are also avid golfers. Seems that way. Not me, but a lot of other people. Uh, I'm not the biggest golfer in the world, but if I were – to go out on, say, maybe a future CHGO golf outing next summer, I would be heading over to our pals at Pins and Aces as they are the official golf apparel partner of CHGO. You are going to love the way you look in their gear, and you're going to get a ton of compliments while on the course. You may not get compliments on your short game, but you're going to get compliments on your polos. They are a family-owned golf and apparel business. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and they even have a beer sleeve, an innovative product that allows you to store seven, forget your, your wimpy six-pack, <laughs> seven beers right there inside your golf bag that keep your drinks cold the entire round. Now, you're not going to have much of a problem keeping your drinks cold from here on out, but next summer, you're going to want that Pins and Aces beer sleeve and keep seven beers cold in your bag. Uh, I think you can play a whole round on seven beers. I can. So check out pinsandaces.com. And as a special bonus to our adored CHGO listeners, if you use the promo code CHGO at checkout, you are going to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's free, no money. And that's at pinsandaces.com. Nice. Uh, All right, before we wrap up, some stuff to know. Uh, Monday... We are here, 1.30 p.m. in our West Loop Studios. Tuesday is our first postgame of the year. Cannot wait for that. Next Sunday, not this coming, the following Sunday, is the game in Milwaukee. The three of us are going. We're going to find a place to do a little pregame get-together. So if you're heading out to Milwaukee, uh, keep it tuned to uh, CHGO Blackhawks to find out exactly where we're going to be to meet up before the game. We're going to go and report on the game, so we will not be partaking in the beverages, but maybe we'll buy a couple beers uh, for the CHGO folks to come out. I will buy all the water and Diet Coke people can drink. (laughs) There you go. Uh, So come on out and join us. Uh, We'll give you some more info on that as we sort of solidify 
which place is closest to the arena we can accommodate us, whatever. So if you're going to Milwaukee, make those plans to get there early. We're probably going to be there around four, I would think. So yeah, six thirty puck drop, hang out. It's about yeah five thirty six. Head over to the arena. Yeah, so It'll be fun if you're planning on it. Uh, make us part of your plans as well. Come hang out with Greg, Mario, and me in Milwaukee. So Monday show, Tuesday post game. Cannot wait for Tuesday. It's going to be awesome. So Tuesday thanks for and Wednesday. Back yeah, to back, back to back post game. And Joey, did I see? I, I don't. I hate to jump this on you. Do you still have the uh, the game time website open? I swear to God, I saw three dollar tickets to the Red Wings, uh, the Red Wings game uh, in the preseason. There, let me see. Game two, is that say three yeah. plus dollars? Three dollars. Three dollars. Go see the Hawks Red Wings preseason. For three dollars, three dollars. That's in the two hundred level. Two hundred level? Oh level tickets for three dollars, dudes. You have to go right yes. now. Click on the link there in the YouTube. Look a at that. Ton. Use our link in YouTube. Go Roll yourself. one of the two hundred level for eight bucks. One hundred level for thirteen dollars. Yeah. Let's go. Get on that game time app. Buy those tickets. Make sure you get the link from our our descriptions either on the podcast. Or on the YouTube page, go see Hawks Red Wings from the club level for three damn dollars. Break a five. Go to a game. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That's where you go. Game time is the place to be. But get in the habit when you check game time to use the links in our bios. That's how you help us out uh, in our descriptions, rather. Podcast and YouTube. Jump in there every time you want to make a purchase on game time. That's how you help out CHGO. So we're going to wrap it up for Joey, for Greg. For Shirtless Dart Guy, I'm Jay Zawoski. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you Monday on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.